wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup? Well, everything in the WWE is wrapped up in the draft right now. We're actually going to get into the draft next week. All day, SmackDown, Raw, the whole, she- whole shebang. But right now, we want to continue to focus uh, strictly on the indie spotlight. And we're actually going more into the promotions today. And we happen to have with us the owner and one of the wrestlers in Coastal Championship Wrestling. He goes by the, re- the ring name of Venetius, but... Here we have Nelio Costa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Kat. I really appreciate it. It's a wonderful introduction that you gave me. And thank you so much. It's so nice to be here. No, definitely. Great to have you. Now, we kind of have a little bit of a tradition on our show and everything. So we definitely want to ask you first, how did you get into wrestling as a fan? So, wow. Um, I think I was like four four years old, maybe three years old. And I watched uh, Tuesday, Tuesday in Texas. Uh, where the Undertaker beat Hulk Hogan, and he did that like a, a backslide, and I was so upset. I was incredibly upset about that. And then uh, I, I I knew right then and there I was a prof- professional wrestler. So whenever that was, probably like November 1991 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then from from there there on forward, I was like suplexing people and forearming them, and you know my cousins, my brother, everything. So at that point, I would say I'm a professional wrestler. So that would be uh, yeah about 20. Uh, uh, 20, what is that? 28 years ago. Yeah. Approximately 28 years. I, I really, uh, no, 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 but, but truly like after college, uh, um, as, as a football player and as a competitive weightlifter. And then, um, I was in the business world and I said, man, like life kind of sucks when you don't do something that you love. And I always knew I wanted to be a professional wrestler. So I found coastal championship wrestling and I found Dan Ackerman, who's now my business partner on the CCW training right. facility. And then, uh, you know, just, just from there, just, I never looked back. Sweet. And you kind of just killed like three questions all in one. <laughs> of course. Of course. Awesome. Awesome. All yeah, right. I've, been tra- I've, I've been trained by the great Pablo Marquez, um, who was an ECW original, who is, uh, um, was in the WWE as well. And, um, okay. you know, I'm one of, one of Pablo's children, really, you know, he, we all call Aww. him daddy and everything. So you know, it's just been a, and it's been a, it's been a blast. You know, wrestling is a blast and it, it breaks the monotony of life, gives you something to look forward to, et cetera, et cetera. Sweet. Absolutely sweet. Kayla? <sighs> I was just sitting here listening to um, him talk about how he got started and he said 91 and it made me think like, wow, I was only three. I couldn't even tell So you we're the course. same age. We're the same age. Yeah, I was literally he- three years old. I was three years old when I saw that. I was okay. Maybe I was four. Wait, I have to. I have to do the math. But I was about three, and I remember I was so upset. Yeah. Yeah, you two are the babies. You two are the babies. Me and Jolie are the senior citizens of the group. (laughs) Yeah, my uh, first uh, touch with wrestling was 1986. Oh wow! Was it was it NWA or was it WWE? It was WWF. um, uh, Watching it at my mom's house, and I was hooked from there. So yeah. I love it. I watched actually. I think I watched Rocky before I started watching wrestling, and I thought Rocky was real. And I would tell people I wanted to be a boxer. And I think my uh-huh. uncle showed me. He showed me. He literally showed me Tuesday in Texas. Like he bought the pay per view, 
And then um, from there, I, I found superstars on Saturday morning. And I, w- I was going to Taekwondo when I was five, four or five. And I would watch superstars every Saturday. And then my family would never buy a, uh, a WWE pay-per-view. And I was obsessed with it. And I would be obsessed at listening <laughs> to the results. And I was like dreaming of when I can watch WWE pay-per-views. And then um, I forged my mom's information to get the WWF magazine. And I got the first one and it had British Bulldog and uh, Bret Hart uh, about their SummerSlam match and all this crazy stuff. Then I became a huge Bret Hart fan. And then uh, my parents got so mad at me. They grounded me. They canceled the subscription. They said, don't forge, you know. And, and, and since that day, I've been forging documents ever since 1992 to today. I still forge documents all the time. The FBI, I'm on a, a call list and everything. It's horrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm in the, yeah, I shouldn't really say that. That's a joke. But yeah, it was my first uh, foray into forging documents, which is, I think. Uh, talk about, break, talk about breaking, the, breaking the tension here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Kayla. Um, just a little question. Um, how is your promotion adjusting with everything going on with the pandemic? Because I know how, like, you know, different um, brands and promotions kind of struggle with that. But how was yours doing it? Well, it was it was really bad. It was really a horrible situation because, um, you know, we had a lot of, you know, we run the training facility and we, we run practice four days a week. And, you know, I'm in there maybe five, six days a week, to be honest. But we're, we're there uh, four days a week running a, a full practice. And uh, we had new students coming in and everything was like, great. Everything felt good. There seemed to be like a new, like a new vibe with professional wrestling. So we had a lot of new people coming in and then COVID really put a damper on that because, you know, for the, I remember the first week we kind of heard about COVID. So we said, look, instead of, you know, there's a, there's a time uh, honored tradition in professional wrestling where you walk in and you shake hands mm-hmm. with everybody there. Like you give eye contact, shake hands. It's like this thing, you know, I don't, look, it was there before me. I don't, I, I don't a hundred percent vibe with it, but I do it anyway, because whatever. So uh, there's this time honor tradition where you do that. And it was funny because I was like, hey, guys, we're just going to um, uh, give each other like a, a fist pound or we're going to touch elbows. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Then we're going to lock up. Then we're going to go behind. Then we're going to sweat all over each other. So I think it was like the second week of like we were we were doing practice like in a strange way. And then it was like, you know what? We're going to have to close down. Uh, that first lockdown happened. And I went by myself um, and I would just hit the ropes and then like forward flip bump flatback bump. And I tried to get in shape. I lost a lot of weight during the pandemic, but we, you know, we had to close classes, which was really putting a damper. And then for shows, it was horrible because Florida decided to open up in May prematurely, which is funny because it's five months ago. So we did a show um, at a pretty large amusement park and we planned it for June 20th. And like June 13, Florida started spiking and they were closing, you know, things down, but we had, I think we had like 140 pre-sold tickets for that Saturday. So we're like, well, do we cancel? Do we do it? So we did it. And then we had 300 people. We had about 25 people that we had to turn away because the venue said, you're not allowed to bring more. We did social distancing. We put masks on them. Um, but the Fort Lauderdale police came, the, um, what is that called? The, uh, the people who like make sure stuff happens in your town code enforcement came and, uh, we passed, thank God, you know, the clones won the uh, championship that night. Um, it was a really great night actually, but we knew at that point it might've been like the final show for a long time because that was when that like, like really clamped down. So, uh, you know, we did start resuming class about two months ago. Uh, we started to, uh, abide by Florida law, thank God. And then, uh, make sure we had smaller classes, that type of stuff. Uh, make sure that we had Matt, we like 
training with a mask on is unheard of, you know, and when I'm there by myself, I don't, you know, I barely, I barely want to wear clothes, let alone a mask. But like uh, uh, when I have other people around you wearing masks, all that type of stuff. So that was kind of what we did. Uh, and, and it's been different. Now we, we did uh, a live wrestling, which is, was a closed, um, closed set. So we were allowed to run a live wrestling. We did tapings uh, that will last us for a little bit. We're doing new tapings, which is going to be really great. We have some awesome surprises uh, and that's been a success. And it's kind of been to make sure that our promotion stays hot in Florida. And at the same time, we said, look, yes, we want to make sure that like our diehard fans have something to watch and stuff like that, but also to help us kind of expand and grow throughout the, throughout the United States, because the internet, all that type of stuff has changed. And, and there's a lot of promotions and I called it a live wrestling because there's a lot of promotions that are dead. There's a lot of promotions like that literally have stopped right. COVID and they're not mm-hmm. going to come back. So I said, look, we're alive. Let's just run. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we've been doing. So we're, we're, I'm a little bit weary about coming back to like these full shows. I know that we have a huge fan base in Fort Lauderdale that would be like, yeah, like I could, I could say a show tomorrow. No, I could literally say in the poster, no social distancing, no masks allowed come in and like, you know, like kiss your fellow fans and like probably we get 300 people there. But like the truth of the matter is I also don't want people to get COVID or get sick. So it's a little strange, like, uh, um, you know, balance of what we uh, want to do. Right. Oh, nice. I would say. <laughs> and COVID has well, been I mean, so like- horrible to like just everybody. Like, you know, even like uh, uh, I have, I have a few, I have a few family members who had gotten it. And I also have a few, I knew, I know a few people who had, who have passed away. Uh, to COVID. So it's like a horrible thing. And then I also have like that, like dire need to like, let's get things back to normal. I think everybody's feeling that same like pressure in both directions. Very difficult. So who knows, you know, what do you guys think? (gasps) Well, it's like, I I think it's like COVID has hit like each one of us individually in some form or fashion, because it's like, I've been working from home since March. Yeah. Because I have a normal, I, I have an office job. Uh, Kayla's had issues with COVID at her job and it's like, and it's like Jolie, one of her jobs has been affected because of it too. So it's like, and Jolie, you're working, you're working like in with people, like with the general public coming in every day. So it's like, it's gotta be extra. Oh, it's scary. Actually it is because we require them to wear masks when they come in, when they come to my, I work the counter. So I do the, I serve the drinks. Cause we have, I got a, a, beer bar, a little things of wine and, um, you know, soft drinks. So, you know, I'm the first person that they see, we got plexiglass and everything, but having to remind them to put their mask on before they buy something from me is frustrating. Um, my other job is I work for Lincoln financial field. I actually work for the Philadelphia Eagles as event staff. Nice. And I love that job. I love That's it. It's awesome. Yeah. But unfortunately, um, I opted out this season. They gave us the option because, sure. I do live with my parents and my parents are older and I can't afford to get them sick. I can't afford to get sick. And so it's like, you know, I, I had to make that tough choice because and I, I love my, my fans. I have probably one of the coolest uh, guys who like will sit there and bang his feet on the metal steps and you can hear him like, 10 sections down either side love it so i i freaking love it like i'm constantly dancing i'm friends with one of the cheerleaders one of the the only male cheerleader that we have but like i'm fans friends with him on twitter you know we talk all the time so it's like you know i i miss it i miss that so much but at the same time i have somebody that had covid and i'm glad that they're alive but there was somebody that like i follow on on twitter and his dad had covid and his dad died because they just said that he didn't have enough symptoms yet to be hospitalized. Oh, 
and he died at home in his recliner. So it's just like, and I see shows and I see, I, I mean, I love what the WWE has done with Thunderdome. I think I love what uh, NXT has done with what they're doing now. I'm interested to see what your, what indie shows are going to be doing because it is, um, you know, that is your bread and butter. The fans, even if it's 20 fans, that's your bread and butter right there. And those are your hardcore fans that'll buy every t-shirt, buy every little, little stuffed doll that gets made, everything. So, and I mean, even the big fan, I think one of the most surreal moments for me as a wrestling fan to be perfectly honest, was when Becky Lynch announced that she was pregnant, and then she broke the fourth wall and said, I'll miss you guys. Just like when Drew won the title and he said this was for you. Because Mm -hmm. it was like those little moments because it's like, you know, Kat, you were there for Edge's return. That's awesome. Oh my god, yeah. Oh wait, I was was too. Wait, where was that? You were in Houston? Houston. Yes! Yes, I was in Houston. (laughs) Oh, man. But, but see, like, you know, like, it was... Like, that was, yeah, that was yeah. amazing, yeah. That was, like, a special moment, and it's like, you know, we all felt horrible that he didn't get, you know... I was so looking forward to watching Edge wrestle live again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I literally made a sign for a house show that I've waited 20 years to see Matt and Jeff wrestle. I've actually... In person, because I've seen them on TV... <laughs> And I've seen them when they've done done skits, but not actually wrestle. And I've seen the American Badass, but I never got to see Undertaker until Extreme Rules in Philly. So it's just like, you know, exciting, you know, when you get to see that for the first time. Like, I was so excited that I'm going to go to Tampa. I'm going to go to Florida for the first time. I'm going to see Undertaker walk down that ramp at Mania. I mean, it's cool no matter where it is, but when it's Mania, it's extra special. Oh, like, oh yeah i agree yeah so it's like you know the fans are the bread and butter and it doesn't matter how many fans you have it's like and that's what makes me hurt for the independence for guys like coastal championship wrestling um and uh some of the other ones the ones on the west coast too you know they're everybody's hurting and it sucks well, and the ones, oh, and, yeah. the ones that, and the ones on the west coast are gonna have a big problem because california's not gonna run shows until 2022 and there are guys that like mm-hmm. i know that are Man, they're dying. They've they've done some drive drive through stuff, uh, drive in shows, and it's like everybody's dying. I mean, and I agree, you know. And it's a weird thing. Like, uh, you know, I always joke like people call him like Ron Death Santis because he's literally like open up, put ten thousand people in a stadium and do it. You know, he doesn't care. But at the same time, yeah. like there's a like there is a mix. You know what I mean? Like you have to have a little bit. Like you know, we we're running on October twenty fourth in Nashville, Tennessee, and I remember last show we ran in Nashville was like a month ago. And so Nashville is like, um, it's like anti-masker, like ground zero. I called the city and I said, Hey, I'm having a show. And this said, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to require people to wear a mask. Like, no, no, no. You're not allowed to do that here. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I can strongly recommend they wear a mask, you know? <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, I was, I was able to find out that we do. We, so, so we are requiring on October 24th, you wear a mask and we do social distance, all that type of good stuff. But like there's people there, um, and I right. guess the, the numbers are not as big in Tennessee too. So it's one of those things. Like I come from Florida, so my dad got it, my mom got it, um, a bunch of people got it. Thank, thankfully, they're okay. Uh, you know, um, yeah. Only my actually my my brother was the only one with symptoms. Um, and which is crazy because I've been tested at this point five times and I've never gotten it and I don't have antibodies. Like thank God, uh, I was sure I was going to get it. But the the point the point that I'm making is like like you have California who is going so far in one direction that is like no you will not like you will stay yeah. in your house and you 
And then you have Florida who's going so far in the other direction. And I'm, I guarantee the real answer is probably somewhere in a happy, in like a happy medium where like, look, we can social distance. Like mm-hmm. we, like your, your, you know, your, your establishment is open, but like, you're right. You have plexiglass and you know, you make sure that things are getting crazy. Like you have, um, parties sit together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's how wrestling needs to be. And so, um, we have the very, like, we're very privileged at coastal championship wrestling because we have a very, we have a very, um, casual and diehard fan base. So like, Mm -hmm. these are people who are not the like internet fans that they show up. And so we bring in, and normally we bring in once a month, every six weeks, we'll bring in, um, you know, Tommy dreamer, uh, or Sabu, or Ooh. Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, Sabu is on the 24th. I can't wait for Sabu. I can't wait to beat beat the you know beat the tar out of Sabu down the road. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first. I can't wait to wrestle Sabu uh, because Fonzie loves me more than him, and he always will. But uh, the point I'm making is we would bring these guys in, and we would be able to get 600 people in uh, Coral Springs Gymnasium um, or the Coral Springs Charter School on every like six weeks. And I I don't see a lot of you know, indie shows doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but that was our bread and butter. And now for the foreseeable future, that's gone. But I can see us bringing 300 or 250 and spacing them out and still having a great time and, and everybody hopefully being safe. Uh, and that, especially right. like with Nashville coming up, um, wow, like 14 days away. That's insane to me because we booked <laughs> it so long ago. But in 14 days, we're going to be in Nashville, Tennessee um, at Helios Granite. Uh, we are going to social distance. We are going to have, you know, things as safe as possible, but it's got to be a happy medium in my opinion. Of course. That's my long winded, boring answer (laughs) to your question, (laughs) but it's like, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) who knows, you know, what I hope is when the vaccine comes, like people will just be dying to go to a wrestling show or dying to go to an Eagles game. Like I'm dying to go to a bears game. I'm a bears fan. And now we have Nick Foles who's going to take us to the super bowl and I'm not going to be able to watch it. I'm not going to be welcome. I had uh, I had four I bought four tickets I bought uh, the Jacksonville game, the Atlanta game which I had to miss, uh, and then two Green Bay games. And I remember the day that it happened when they refunded all my tickets. They weren't allowing fans in. It broke my heart. But at the same time, it's if it, it, that's what I knew. Like things were messed up because if the NFL is giving money back to people, <laughs> like that was yeah. a crazy feeling, you know. But you know. Oh, it's all no, Miami, they, the Miami Heat are in the uh, Miami Heat are in the championship uh, in the NBA championship, and I can't watch the games. You know, it's crazy. It's a crazy thought, you know. But people are dying to go out there and do it. Right, it's like Broadway, Broadway no, but, um, down until the end of the uh, uh, May twenty twenty one. Broadway, and hopefully they get sold out when they come back. Right, like I would hope so. People are going to be dying mm-hmm. to see well, the cats and no, the Sweeney people want to see and, Hamilton, Sweeney Todd, Hamilton, yeah. I think they probably if Hamilton yeah. was if Hamilton was open they'd still go but the other ones probably wouldn't be empty but I'm sure like the hottest ones you know or the newer ones Hamilton Aladdin oh the Harry Potter one I know in England there's a Harry Potter one that's just like blowing stuff up I'm sure everyone would still whether they they could get the Black Plague they'd probably go see the Harry Potter ones <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> and a uh, funny thing about the Bears. Um, I don't have to actually look up the score. Just go to Seth Rollins' Twitter, and yes. if they win, <laughs> if they win, he loves football. <laughs> if they lose, he hates football. So I have to do. I That's the best mom. indicator right there. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same with me. <laughs> I I don't follow Seth because I actually have a personal beef with the man. But every yeah, time it, the, the the Bears win, he, I say you're welcome. <laughs> 
before, the, before the personal Kate. beef is that he doesn't lock his phone correctly, right? Is that the <laughs> no? My personal. I should, actually wait. Is this be? Oh yeah, I shouldn't be saying that. I'm like not oh. out to go. Uh, cut that out. If someone edits this, now you don't have to. No, uh, my my personal beef with him is that I met him back I think 2015, and I think this is when the Shield was kind of good guys at the time before they got split up in the 2016 draft, and he was just a complete dick in the photo op. I was like. Ugh. And then I met Randy Orton the same time, and everybody says Randy Orton is a dick, and he was the nicest guy yeah. ever. I was like, how do I get like, the guy that says, oh, he's a nice guy, he's a fucking dick, and the guy who's the self-proclaimed dick who's shit in people's bags is awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I, I never met Seth. I met Randy, and he's awesome. So uh, you, have two, you have two people who say, like, he's a really funny guy. Like, uh, but, you know, maybe he was having a bad day. But, yeah, I always try to be nice. You, you got to be nice to people. Like uh, that's Fonzie tells me that all the time. Fonzie tells me all the time. Fonzie does this thing. I shouldn't um I shouldn't give away a secret, but like as people are walking up, like Fonzie always asks me like, "What's that guy's name? What's that guy's name?" And then I'm like, "That guy's name is uh, Chris." And he goes, "Hey, Chris, Daddy, I can't believe it's been too long, Daddy. I haven't seen you in forever." And always the same thing. So he's like, "Just treat everyone like so nice." And then it's funny. I go places and all these people are like, "Oh, have, they all have great stories about Fonzie." So. Like, no matter what, no matter where you work, no matter, like, whether it's the smallest independent show or, like, you're in the WWE, just treat everybody as nice as possible. That should just be the way everyone treats each other, like, in life, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. And it's just, like, uh, it's, like, Randy, he was, like, did, a, like, this long tribute to Eddie Guerrero. And then Jericho, in the end, was, like, going, too bad you couldn't treat us. Like, the, it was, like, totally, like, just shot the shit out of it and everything. And it's just, like, ugh. Well, wrestlers are weird. Like, uh, I could tell you some, like, in CCW, sometimes it's like guys, yeah, guys, like, yeah, it's a little strange. Wrestlers are just weird. We're just weird people, you know? But it's like, but it's like you have your good days and your bad days and everything. But it's like, we love me. I have all good days, Ken. All good days. Every day is a good day. I can tell, but I I can tell by your attitude and your enthusiasm for (laughs) the the sport and the business and everything. So I totally, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Go ahead, Kayla. Um, since we were talking about the pop of the fans based when it comes to certain champions, um, tell us about the current champions on your promotion. So um, Agony is the uh, world heavyweight champion, the CCW world heavyweight champion. Uh, uh, CCW was founded 17 years ago, about like 16 and a half years ago uh, by Dan Ackerman. And the uh, first ever title match was uh, Antonio Banks, who became MVP, uh, and a gentleman uh, named the Blackheart. And the Blackheart beats him in a cage match. You can see that on YouTube. Um, and for the last 17 years, that CCW World Heavyweight Championship has been an incredibly exclusive title, uh, particularly like Dustin Rhodes uh, held the title for two years um, in 2005. And so we make sure wow. that like that title is, a, is very, very important. And uh, Agony beat a gentleman by the name of uh, Striker Ramirez in March. And unfortunately, due to COVID, he hasn't had a bunch of title defenses, but he beat uh, Mikey Spandex, who's now in 205 Live uh, in WWE oh. uh, in June. Cool. And uh, he's defeated some guys. You know, he's, 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 he's done what he needs to do. But a gentleman by the name of Jefe Santos, um, who is a two-time CCW World Heavyweight Champion, uh, who has been working with us as a, an agent – um, for the last year or two. And he um, 
Uh, he will be wrestling uh, Agony on Tuesday for the CCW World Heavyweight Championship. So you have Jefe Santos, a two-time champion, someone who's like I'm not going to say he he never retired. You know, he wrestled as he he wrestled pretty recently, but he had decided to kind of take a back backstage role. Uh, our top our one of our top baby faces. If he if he hears me say that he's the top baby face, his head will be will explode like he'll be. Un, uh, he'll be unable to be worked with ever again. But one of our top faces, <laughs> a gentleman by the name of Cha Cha Charlie, so good. He's so charismatic. Um, he's he's been the number one contender. He won the number one contender in June. He's been waiting for his title shot um, um, patiently. Uh, week two of a live wrestling, he was challenged for that number one contendership. He won the match. Unfortunately, afterward, he was attacked by uh, Will the Thrill Austin and um, the magnificent Johnny Walker. And and this is a shoot. He was injured in the attack, so uh, he has a rib injury. So we needed to kind of scramble, put something together. So Santos will be wrestling Agony next week. It's an amazing match. It'll be Tuesday, seven o'clock, on our YouTube channel, um, uh, a live wrestling episode number five, and uh, that's going to be like a huge match, a huge match for us. Watch it. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. And then for the Southeastern Championship, the Southeastern Championship was from 2007, pretty recent to be honest, you know. Uh, um, but it's kind of like the next step, like who's the guys ready to take the next step? And then we had guys, of course, like Santos was a, a CCW um, Southeastern Champion. Bugs Moran was the CCW Champion. He lost it week one of a live wrestling to the Jackal, who's so hot right now. Uh, and you can look up these guys, and they're great. They're great independent workers, but they're also great CCW guys. Like they're guys that are there four days a week, helping to train our guys, helping to train new guys. And uh, you know, like a guy like Santos, he went to the WWE. Um, he did a uh, WWE tryout. Uh, he was offered to work. Uh, uh, he was offered a contract for Ring of Honor, and he said no. Uh, and so, like, uh, he's could be at the top level. He should be wrestling on Wednesday nights, but he's not. Uh, for whatever reason and um, you know he'll he's wrestling for us and he'll be wrestling on Tuesday so it's a guy who it's those are the type of guys that we love in CCW because look uh, half of our guys could be wrestling you know on and on on bigger shows and stuff like that and for whatever reason they're not but like uh, you know check it out obviously our tag team champions are the clones they won it in their first match after leaving the WWE Um, Eddie Cologne Orlando Cologne the Cologne dynasty they're doing amazing work over there in WWC in uh, Puerto Rico. You're going to see, potentially see myself and uh, a few CCW guys in WWC in the near future when we're allowed to get on the island of Puerto Rico. Uh, uh, <laughs> you could potentially see uh, us working, you know, something in the future. But they're wonderful tag team champions, and I can't wait. There's a lot of um, uh, potential uh, tag team competitors. You have Sage Scott. And uh, uh, Jake St. Patrick, both guys who are involved guys. Uh, Jake St. Patrick is a CCW guy through and through. He was an assistant trainer for us for years, and now he's back and he's with Sage Scott. And he'll probably be he'll probably be wrestling in NXT within two months, but hopefully before then he might win the uh, CCW uh, Tag Team Championships from the Colognes. Who knows uh, what happens? <laughs> so those were the those are the belts. Oh, and of course. Of course, the Regina George of professional wrestling, Marina Tucker. You see her. Uh, look, here's the problem with. Marina Tucker is she's booked every freaking week at WWE. <laughs> so she's Monday. She's at raw. Uh, Wednesday, she's at NXT thir- you know, Friday, she's at her SmackDown. So I can barely get a freaking uh, uh, minute with her, uh, let alone have her, you know, defend her, her title, but she will be defending her title uh, in Nashville in 14 days against NWA's Camille Brickhouse, who just won a, a fitness competition in Daytona and just wow. got engaged to her future husband, Bram, who's also wrestling on the show 
um, October 24th in Nashville. So that's going to be fun stuff. But yeah, Marina's obviously like, I'm just waiting for the call that she says, Hey, I'm signed to NXT and I'm going to need to, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to need to <laughs> uh, forfeit the championship. And at that point, probably going to cry a little bit, but I'm going to cry Aww. with joy as well. <laughs> but Marina, give, give me some time. Give CCW a little bit of time, you know, <laughs> uh, she, it was so funny. I was watching Monday and She's, she, you know, she, obviously I knew she was there, but I didn't expect, uh, not Monday, not this Monday, but like a couple Mondays ago. And then she runs into the, uh, uh, the underground and Shayna Baszler just pulls her over her shoulder. And then another CCW women's wrestler, Sophie Castillo comes and just like, and then I was texting her like, just protect the gimmick Marina, please. You know, like don't, don't get beat so bad by Shayna Baszler, please. You know, put some shots yeah. in Marina, you know, yeah, it's like, uh, it, it's like protect. It's like protect yourself. Protect your, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I told Fonzie too. I said, "Hey, Fonzie, I'm I'm because I'm wrestling um, Dr. Wagner Jr. in uh, November 1st in Mexico City for uh, Legends." Uh, and Fonzie told me, "Like, uh, hey, Daddy, protect the gimmick. Like, <laughs> don't give him anything. You know, you're undefeated." I'm like, "Well, he's a legend, and his, it's his promotion. So, you know, I don't want to get stabbed in Mexico. I don't want to die in a bar." So I think I'll uh, I'll listen to Dr. Wagner Jr. But yeah, but yeah, that's the rundown for the championships. We have a lot of cool stuff happening. Like you can check a live wrestling because one of the things that I love about uh, CCW is uh, we want to do weekly episodic. Look, they're 20 minutes. They're, they're totally digestible. You get to see who the wrestlers are. You get to see some cool vignettes, um, you know, weekly. And we want you guys to know who they are when you buy the ticket. So when you come to an indie show and you actually know who Agony is, who Santos is, who the Jackal is, who Bugs Moran is, who Jake St. Patrick is, like you see them, like you see their character. It means so much more than when you just show up and like, who are these two workers who are going to spend five minutes getting us to care about them before the match even starts, you actually care. So, <laughs> Very good point. Very, very, very good point. Oh, all right. Jelly? All right. So you were actually talking about like some of the previous champions like Dustin Rhodes. So what are some of the special guests and alumni that have come through C, um, CCW? So the, the Holy Grail is the American dream Dusty Rhodes daddy. Dusty Rhodes came and worked for us in 2004 through 2006. Um, and he was, um, I mean, he's the American dream. Uh, so that's kind of our crown jewel. You know, those matches are kind of sacred for us. The matches that Dusty did and, and people always joke and say he was, um, over the hill, you know, past this prime, he was 2005, but yeah, no, oh. I know it wasn't 1986 Dusty Rhodes, but it still is Dusty Rhodes <laughs> is American dream. And so that's like kind of the Holy grail, obviously. And then, uh, Sabu, Sabu, uh, works, works with us a couple of times a year, at least. And uh, badass. Um, yeah, and I love him. And, and of course, you know, Fonzie, Fonzie is a uh, man. Fonzie doesn't just work as my as my manager. He's not just like a friend and a mentor, but like he works backstage. He he does so much. You know, uh, he started in the business in 1979. So like you I look at that guy and when he says something, I listen, you know, I was yeah, I was born like 10 years after this guy was in the business. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that like will just say something out of the blue. Like, yeah, I remember when I was the referee when Brody and Luger had the cage match and Brody didn't sell him. Like, OK, like, you know, he's kind of saying like, uh, hey, stupid, listen to me. So uh, uh, obviously Fonzie. Um, who else? I mean, I could just literally read the back of any of like our our CCW DVDs and you'll see guys like. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Let's see who. Uh, yeah. Eddie Graham. Uh, oh, here's Dusty Rhodes on uh, this one. This was uh, 
Florida wrestling. What is this? Which one? Summer Heat 2005, Dusty Rhodes. Um, D'Lo Brown. Yeah, D'Lo Brown was a huge one. D'Lo Brown, after his WWE run, came for two years. You have Cahagas, who was one of the first ever Grand Slam NWA um, champions. Um, everybody. Obviously, and Antonio Banks, who's MVP, he's our He's the biggest guy because he came in and um, he had come out of jail and he was selling drugs and he was in, in the big like problem with his life. And um, mm-hmm. uh, my business partner gave him a key to the training facility because he was like, you're so good. You're so good at this that you need to come not just when we have class, you need to come all the time. So he had a key to the facility right. and he, he became a huge indie star in Florida. And then uh, he went to, um, developmental and literally within two years of being the CCW world champion, two time CCW world champion, he was on uh, WWE television. So that was a guy who came from prison to the WWE in within three, three and a half years. And we take up, I mean, I, 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 I was, you know, I was like some stupid kid at that point, but like, uh, I didn't do anything, but CCW uh, uh, did, uh, you know, facilitated that. And so he always has been good to us and always comes back. And even now, uh, you know, we, we had dates um, scheduled for MVP. He signed a three-year deal with the WWE, and he's still—I mean, he, he has an exception so that he can come and uh, he won't wrestle for us because if he gets hurt, there's a bunch of contractual things. But he'll always make appearances and he'll always um, retweet our stuff. And so MVP is kind of the, oh. the big one, but it's everybody else. I mean, everybody else is—is—you know, there's there's so many guys. Pablo was in the original as uh, an ECW original. Our head trainer, Pablo. So he brings in all those guys, you know, Tommy Dreamer, C.W. Anderson, um, mm-hmm. all those guys. So, you know, you name them and they've, they've been through CCW most of the time. Uh, the guy uh, um, from the Ascension, Connor from the Ascep- uh, Ascension. I was just going okay. through some old DVDs and I'm like, oh, there's nobody in there. And then I saw like Ryan something I'm like, who is this? And I'm like, it was like one of his like first matches was in CCW as a babyface, And he's so skinny. And, uh, you know, so you see those things in these old videos and it's like, it's crazy. That's what, that's, what's great about having 17 years to look back on the guys who like became a star that we even forgot about. Oh, Jake Roberts is another one. Jake Roberts came again. It wasn't the prime of his life, but there's some interesting stuff that he did. That's for sure. That's awesome. I think I saw on your, um, I, I think I saw on your website and everything. Cause, uh, uh, cause I was checking out some of the, like the alumni and everything and that Ivelisse. Yes, of course, Ivelisse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been, I mean, yeah, Ivelisse, uh, uh, shoot her in uh, uh, Blue Demon. And now we're talking to uh, um, Mil Mascaris and those guys too. And we have a, a, a working relationship now with Legends Pro Wrestling, which is Dr. Wagner Jr.'s uh, promotion. That's why I'm wrestling him November 1st, which is, wow, it's coming up so soon. I'm so afraid. Um, I'm so afraid to go to Mexico City too. But like, uh, uh, you know, I'm also afraid to wrestle a legend you know i'm you know i'm a pretty simple wrestler you know i'm not like yeah i'm not good or anything so like it's it's like crazy to think i'm gonna be wrestling him but yeah all those guys mil Moskett is blue demon jr obviously blue demon jr was one of our first um options that we wanted to do some of our big shows in the midwest um but um you know he doesn't cool. want to travel because of covid but other other than that like yeah those guys are ivalice and uh, 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 uh selena de la renta too did a lot of okay. shows for us, you know, before she became who she was. Now, Sweet. oh, Santana Garrett. I I, I kind of always oh. forget the women, but yeah, there's been amazing women, uh, women wrestlers who who have gone through CCW. Santana Garrett, like, like probably had her like 
one of her first matches in, in CCW. She was CCW champion for like two years. Um, and oh. it's funny because I see her now and I'm like, wow, she looks completely different. She looks like and she looked like a, she looked like a, um, you know, she looked like a, like a, a girl. Like and now she's a woman who's on television, like, you know, like beating people up. It's, it's crazy. You know, like it's like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> awesome. Vanilla Vargas, too. I mean, I can go on and on. I, I literally can pull it. Watch. I can pull a DVD <laughs> and, and someone will be on it that I totally forgot. Oh, obviously the Dudleys. So the Dudleys uh, in 2008, March 22nd. See? The Dudleys. I forgot the Dudleys. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now, what? Is, is there actually anybody? Oh, and Jimmy Snuka. Well, that's that one I probably won't talk about. Oh, and Alberto Del Rio. So Snuka and, and Del Rio, let's memory hole those guys. They never wrestled for CCW. But the other okay. guys. <laughs> Who? Yeah. That. <laughs> so if you could have anybody, like, you know, from any promotion to come wrestle in your business, uh, you know, uh, CCW, who would you like to come wrestle? Like male, like, female? Right now? Yeah. Could they be signed? Right the, could they be signed to the WWE or no? Yeah, they could be anywhere. Sure. AEW, ROH, Impact, oh, Kenny, Impact, Kenny Omega, AEW, Kenny Omega. anybody. I, yeah, Kenny Omega. I trained with Brian Cage like three, four weeks ago, and it was great. And we oh. were just messing around and stuff, and uh, it was so awesome. But um, I had to ask him. I said, "Do you know Kenny Omega? Like, do you know him well?" And he did. And I said, can you bring him here? <laughs> like, that was the one thing, you know, I felt bad, too, because I was I was just happy to, like, meet Brian Cage and train with Brian Cage. But at the same time, it was like, you know, like Kenny Omega is a dream. I met him twice. And, okay. uh, you know, it's like, you know, you're not often starstruck, but that would be number one. And then for um, for a female wrestler it would be Charlotte Flair. I think she gets she doesn't get she's obviously I love Ric Flair. So maybe I'm biased here, but I think Charlotte Flair doesn't get the um, man like the credit, the credit she really does deserve because like people say, oh, she's Ric Flair's daughter as though that's like a, a, a be all like, oh, yeah, then she, of course, no, like it's going to make it harder. Like the expectation is so much higher. And she like mm-hmm. not only um, hit her expectations, but she exceeded them by so far. So like if there is any woman in the world um, who can wrestle it would it would be Charlotte Flair, you know, she's amazing. Uh and then yeah, Kenny Omega. If there's anybody in the world, it could be anybody, it would be Kenny Omega at the drop of a hat. And then um Roman Reigns too. Like, look, you know, whatever you want to say about him, uh he's got the look, he's got everything. Like if you were gonna build a company around somebody, you know, yeah. it'd probably be Roman Reigns because he looks he's just dreamy. Look at him, he's a movie star. And then on top of that, like uh he, you know, he's he's not a he's a good wrestler, like you know, he's not Kenny Omega, but he's a really good wrestler too. So, you know, he doesn't, he gets a lot of hate and uh, he shouldn't. And then it, uh, if it's somebody in, in the Indies right now, uh, you have a guy like, like Matt Justice, who in Ohio, who is really, really good. And the fact that he's not in AEW is shocking. Um, okay. Who else? Man, there's great guys and then he'll come in. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to make it happen. But, um, yeah, there's those guys too. And then um, Alex Ocean, who wrestles for CCW, is trained by CCW. He's another guy that, like, if you're an independent promotion, you want to build stuff around those guys. But WWE would be Roman Reigns, AEW, Kenny Omega, and then. Yeah. And AEW, um, maybe Sheeta, if, if it was a woman in, in AEW, maybe Sheeta is really, really good. I'm trying to think if there's somebody I'm missing here. Um, Thunder Rosa is great, she's wonderful. 
Oh, and Sasha She's Banks. all over the place. Sasha Banks is great, too. She's wonderful. She's really Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, and I was like, Sa- Sasha's my girl. And it's like, it, it's like, I definitely respect Charlotte Flair for, for the work that she's done and everything. She's definitely, I don't see her, like, as Ric Flair's daughter anymore. But the problem I've always had and everything is that, like, she's been so pushed so much and everything. And it's almost like, shoving her down or a throat so point it's just like enough already so it's like the fact that she's actually getting this time off and everything to recuperate from her surgery and to get some time off and everything it's actually going to help her coming back so that was that's only that's that was my only issue with her well i i agree but you also have to think like there would be no becky lynch without charlotte flair because that over push that you're talking about like that people were just sick of watching her win all the time when when becky turned heel Oh, that, Charlotte. That was the, the worst heel turn ever. Nuts. And that, <laughs> that created, was the, worst that heel created ever. the man. So, like, you have to see, like, all wrestling is, like, uh, action and reaction. And Charlotte, I mean, you can say oh, she definitely. helped the man, you know. There would be no man if, if Charlotte wasn't, like, like jammed down our throats, you know. There would be no man without the queen, but there would also be no queen without the man. They complement right. each other sure. so well. Um, I actually had the privilege and honor of meeting both of them um, at WrestleMania Access uh, 35. And I have this giant frame of just pictures of them because they're my awesome. favorite. Like, I, I'm a big Charlotte fan. I love, I think they deserve when they all both come back and they do a little bit of time, they, they get a title run. I feel that they deserve it. Um, but Charlotte is humble. Like mm-hmm. she's humble and Becky is humble. Becky is probably one of the most humblest people you're ever going to meet because, you know, she's still like, it's like, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. And I think that's mm-hmm. so amazing that she's like that. And then she interacts with her fans, um, except for right now, because they've just gone fucking psycho. Like the, yeah, the, what is that? Like this? I, like, I don't know. Like are drawing pictures of their how their children will look. That's weird. Like people get well, okay. I will say this. Like you know, I did. I did see like the face. Like I would do that. Like you know, if I was going to date somebody, like, what would the baby look like? You know, that's <laughs> they. They have those machines at Dave and Buster's. You know, that's so. That's like a, a normal stupid thing. But like people making like fake shit. Yeah, like yeah. Like there's some fans that are just over the top psycho and you know when you've got the normal fans like just like can you just say hi please yeah are you alive yeah i don't even need to see a baby bump and i I, the only time i actually feel sorry for seth is when he does his dead boy fitness and every other word is where's becky where's becky how's becky like let the dude teach you how to do something for fuck's sake i mean Uh, yeah it's weird that is weird like they're two different people you know they're they should be treated Mm -hmm. as two different people but they're they're not going to be like because these you know that's how it always is right you just you these stands will ship them and then like it's you're screwed you know like then they're the same person so yeah it's it's i feel really i feel really bad for them. they are a beautiful couple you know they're a beautiful couple Mm -hmm. so it's it is what it is but yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's better than our last boyfriend, that Jeff Die guy. Oh my god, he was a dick. <laughs> it was like a fitness guy or something, right? Like he was like No, 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 no. That that was Luke. He was the MMA guy. They actually Okay, the MMA guy, that's right. Like and when she got together with Seth and everything, like he posted something he's like I have no ill will. He they actually broke up amicably because they were engaged. Oh, wow. Um I only know this like I am a uh, semi stand but i don't go to psycho extents <laughs> sure but i mean like i'm like 
to the type of person like you know oh meet and greets okay i want to go there um, yeah no no that's awesome yeah yeah but like people yeah. who like will get stalk crazy yeah stalk and stuff that's the problem man. but like you know so but the the one the jeff die guy like he was like posting like people were fucking <laughs> psycho with him i think that's why he broke <laughs> up with her but he was like posting like weird shit too it was like the, the people that these wrestlers date it's like what the hell but like, also i have a, i have a question because like i'm i'm not, i'm not a mother like uh uh, uh your mother cat right Actually, I don't think any of us. Oh no! Oh, no one's. Oh, I thought you said your kids. Oh, I was gonna ask. Like, so you have like uh, you have your child and stuff. Like, would you want to get back and like wrestle five days a week and get on the road? Like, so these guys leave. I guess there's no road now, so it'd be fine now. But like, I don't know. Like, I have I have my I have my daughter, and I'm okay leaving. You know, a decent amount. But I don't know if like they told me to come Sunday through Thursday every week. Like, I don't know if that's the life. I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking like. You know, like a, uh, someone like Rhonda can come back three times a year, but I think someone like Becky needs to be that anchor character for the division, right? Right now, she needs to actually, be there. Actually, right now, I don't think she needs to be the anchor division, like the anchor of the women's division. She's des- desperately missed. Yeah, I will say. No, this. I think she's desperately missed. Yeah. Um, they put all the belts on on Becky and Sasha as soon as she left. They're like, "There's no one oh, else Bailey. here." <laughs> like as soon as, oh, sorry, yeah, Bailey and Sasha. They put the belts on Bailey and Sasha as soon as as Becky left. They're like, "Charlotte's gone, Becky's left. Just put everything on these guys." You know, literally, the women's division feels to be like uh, Sasha, Becky, and uh, sorry, Sasha, Bailey, and Asuka are literally the women's division. I feel like like Shayna Baszler, they don't care about. I'm, I shouldn't even saying this because it's like. I'm going to burn my bridges, but I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like Becky's sorely needed. That's all I'm going to say. This but is I all, think there's a lot. This is all opinion. So nobody yeah. burn bridges for our lovely guest. Yeah. Yeah, but no, but, but uh, well, Sorry, like you guys. were saying, when it comes to like the women's division, it, I can honestly say that I've started rewatching wrestling when Becky started NXT. Uh, all of them started NXT. And there would be no way the women's division be had the level that it has if it wasn't for those four women 100 percent. they they have raised the bar and like when i saw that ember moon actually went back to nxt to me that says okay now she's raising the bar for them yeah right and so it's like it's it's a like i would honestly i would love to see becky go back in nxt for a little bit to get that title so she can be a grand slam because i think she honestly deserved the title well but, i feel like i feel like there's a straight there you can literally follow a straight line that was like uh, you know, like Charlotte makes um, Sasha, Sasha makes Bailey, you know, and then Bailey makes Asuka and then Asuka makes Ember without even dropping the belt to her. And I feel like you can literally make a straight line because they had these mm-hmm. awesome matches. Like every time a takeover would happen for a long time, it was like, man, that women's match is going to be better than the guys match. And that was when like Nakamura and finn balor and ko and like that's what nxt i thought was really really good and the women's matches would beat him like almost every time for like a year and a half and i think that's really the point of it all you know and i feel like becky like uh you're right she was kind of skipped in all that like she never really had three four months like bailey did or bailey had probably longer than that sasha had a long time um to like be the the man of nxt but again i think all of that like you had people who like knew she was a genuinely good person. I feel this is my opinion. There are people who really felt like or knew she was a genuinely good person because she appeared that way. And the more she lost, it was like that Daniel Bryan effect where people really, Oh yeah. And then it, it, what happened is they turned it exactly at the right time. When she turned on Charlotte, right. It was like the, the, (laughs) 
the like pressure was exactly there. So I think like that was like one of those like those moments in time where it was good. She did never won the NXT championship. She never was given a ton of a ton of stuff. She was kind of like the odd man out because she needed to be. And then now she's, I mean, I think a bigger star than Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey. I think she's the biggest star of them all. I think there's only only Ronda Rousey is a bigger uh, women's draw if you're talking like money wise. Yeah, probably, definitely in the whole world right, right now. So like you know yeah. yeah she didn't but worked out for her in the end you know oh yeah I'd no for her trajectory than Bailey's you know of course or well, but no well, definitely Sasha Sasha in all honesty right now has been the one that's gotten the most screwed out of the four because she wins yeah. the title loses the title win title like you're like yeah that was back weird yeah like table tennis yeah. And she's mm-hmm. young. She's the youngest one by far, right? I think. I think Bailey's. Yes. My, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two or thirty-three, and then like uh, Charlotte's like a year or two older than me, and then Becky's and, the same, right? How yeah, old is Becky? 33? Becky, yeah, she's thirty-four. I think there's like thirty-four, thirty-three, thirty-two, and then twenty-eight. Yeah, and then like twenty-eight exactly. Yeah. So Sasha has some more time to do what she needs to do. And, and like all, oh, like you said, like you know, I one thing I do disagree with is that they uh, put Shane on the back burner. No, I kind of like this heat that's going on with her and Nia. Like I can't wait for that to explode. Like I think that has been. You, some, like, you don't think it'd have been better if she beats Becky at WrestleMania? I felt no. the surprise was that she didn't beat her. I thought that right? was. Like, I was. That was like a, what? <laughs> you know what? Like that's why I told them. I was like, you know, I should have went with my gut. I should have said that Becky was going to win. Yeah. And you know, I think there was a running joke because they found everybody found out that she was pregnant at the time that um. Becky's baby has more wins at WrestleMania than um, Sasha. I was like, that's just wrong. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but the, but the fact that, she, that, and I'll say this, you know, Shayna, like Ronda, is very, you know, whoever they face, is they're going to kill. Right. So mm-hmm. the fact that they made Shayna fallible, that she is human, makes her attacks now even better. Like, right, you know, as much as I love Elimination Chamber, that shouldn't have main evented that show, the women's, because it just downplayed everything. I think the males, the men's tag team title should have ended the show on that one. Right. But, but like, you know, that's the thing about Becky. When she breaks Mystique, she broke Asuka's Mystique. And look at her now. Right. Like, Asuka even said, like, the second match, not the one at Rumble, when they faced the second second Rumble, but the one after that, like that Monday night, she said that's one of her favorite matches because it was just perfect in every way. So Becky has like Becky's become Charlotte to Oscar. Right. And I feel that Oscar Good observation, yeah. Oscar yeah. might be will do the same for whoever she faces next. Yeah. So like I'm kind of hoping that Shania loses the title soon. Because I don't know what the heck to call those two. Shania, yeah. It's a hot mess. I was like, who's yeah. Shania? I was like, what is it? A hot mess. Shana, a hot mess outside the <laughs> I ring. Know, I got it. <laughs> you know, but you know what? The, the funniest thing is like the one thing I do love when they have Shayna on the Raw talk show afterwards is whenever they put her on with R Truth. Oh my God. She tries so hard not to break character. And like you see it, you see the cracks. And the, the things that he says, he does it just to make her laugh. And that's why, like, you know, I got to meet him once and he's just an absolute doll. Like, he loves everybody that comes up in, to meet him. So, yeah. Like, I've never, I've only actually had one bad experience at that access and that was actually Andrade. Oh, yeah? 
I can see that. He was kind of high. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could see that. (laughs) But, you know, I've gotten to see, like, a a different side of him now. And everybody's like, oh, you just didn't like him because he was dating Charlie. No, that has nothing to do with it. I felt like I acted like a dick. But I've seen, like, how he acts on Twitter and how he acts on Instagram and how he acts, like, you know, on social media as a real person. And... Seems like a chill guy, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, okay, so I've actually honestly said the next time I get a chance to meet him, I'm going to give him a second chance. I don't think I'll ever give Seth a second chance. And that that's it. like, you know, I usually give wrestlers and people who, like, like I said, I've gone to cons for the past five years. This is the first year that I've not gone to a convention. I've met Dustin Rhodes. I've met Cody. I've met Lita, Trish. The only one that I didn't meet, but I could have, was uh, Jerry the King Lawler, but that's because he just skeeves me out right now. Funny thing is, like, when I was younger, I loved him, but now, as an adult, I'm like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Sure. <laughs> like, I don't I don't want my kids knowing what puppies are. <laughs> it was a different time, I, Yeah, like, I know. This but Jerry Springer era, you know. Yeah, I know, but it's like, you know, like, looking yeah. back at now, it's like, what? Yeah, that is weird, right? When they did the live sex show with Edge and Lita, that's really weird now. Like, I I wouldn't. Oh my god! I remember that crap, and I'm like, going, you got to be kidding me! (laughs) Trish, Trish, bark like a dog. Like, I don't want my daughter to see that. It's disturbing, you know. Like, but back then, as kids, like I was like, yes, like yes, this is the greatest thing ever. I don't know (laughs) the the stink face. Like, I don't want anybody getting that. I don't want nobody's ass being shoved up some big dude's. Uh uh-uh, uh, that's just no. That okay. That's okay. That's pro wrestling. That's professional sure. wrestling. The other stuff is a little like like okay. You're pro wrestling and you do like a stink face, like Rikishi in a thong. That's like that like jokey like the kiss my ass yeah. club. It's a little weird, but it's yeah. pro wrestling. It's like ha ha ha. Like the other stuff was like this like highly sexualized like we. I shouldn't talk about it. It was great. All of it's great, <laughs> but like uh, uh uh, it's a little weird, right? When you look back and and you know like. There are kids in the front row and and like Sable's like, you know, showing her breasts or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> or like that that famous thing that I always constantly see on on Twitter where you see Triple H go, show me your titties and the girl right. up and her the girl shirt. Just I'm just her like, shirt and, and everybody's cheering, you know? It's like, like what? It was, and also the era of the signs. Like you could not see people. Yes. Like now, like like oh, no, no, they they actually take tip no, that's too big. Sorry. Right. Well, in the sign era is kind of is kind of fun. Oh, I love interesting. this. I love the sign era because like you oh, know yeah. it's like the one way like you say, oh there I am, there I am, because like you would do, you know, specific stuff like oh, okay, like oh wait, that's right, I was the D and RVD, and like exactly. okay, all right, how many RVD sent? Right, what's that? <laughs> were we on? We we're on TV. Okay, there we are, there we are. It's right, like, that was like the coolest way like to find yourself. Like and yeah, and people yeah, and and people yeah, people would uh, organize themselves and stuff like that. That doesn't happen anymore. Doesn't happen yeah. at all. Unfortunately, uh, not yeah. No, nah, I, I think I think that's like the sad part. Like the one time, like they would actually take out like all the Seth sucks. I was like, you guys are assholes. Yeah, or or make people change uh, AEW shirts. It's weird. That was yeah. actually a misnomer. That, oh, is not true. They oh, said okay. because I and I've actually argued this as somebody that works in the stadium and that works with that's worked with security. Oh yeah, you were there, or you were like I you know, I, told. I I know. We don't. The only times we stop people from wearing shirts if they have profan, uh, profanity sure. or nudity. We don't. The only times that they would actually make them switch their shirt or move them is when they were in the front row, and that's actually honestly understandable. Like sure. you wouldn't want, like you know, people with rival 
Wrestling, yeah, you don't want the yeah, uh, like Kenny Cleaner shirt on and his hard cam front and center. I know. Yeah. So like you know that that I understood, but then them saying they actually kicked him out and they let him go to their car and like after they scanned their ticket, like no motherfucker, no they didn't because yeah. you were not allowed back in once your ticket is scanned. One, I would one, know. One thing about social media is like a lot of people lie. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, like I'll when, see stuff and I'm just like, what? That sounds horrible. <laughs> and then I'm just like, wait, that doesn't even sound real. You know, like and, when I actually yeah, confronted the one guy that that said it, I'm like, so did they rescan your ticket? They said, no. They said, well, when that's supposed to happen, they're supposed to, how do you know this? I said, I've been working in a stadium for five years, motherfucker. Right. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> he was like, no, they let me go in through the back door. Uh, yeah, that's it. You know, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, uh, you know, well, like there's people, I think with an ax to grind too. Like I see people who like really hate, they'll really hate either AEW or WWE and they'll like say crazy things to like, other people to hate them and it's like man like you know like enjoy both shows like like i don't know if AEW did anything mean to me like do i prefer watching wwe television like yeah of course i love wwe i've, I've loved it since i was a kid but i love watching AEW. I, i'll buy their pay-per-views and i will um you know if i'm hanging out with brian cage i'm still excited to see him but it seems <laughs> like there's people who like I, and actually actually i'm i, I shouldn't even say this um Uh-oh. But like uh, we have a, a guy who comes in from NXT, a couple guys, and they train with us and they go to NXT and stuff. And I wanted to kill someone, a wrestler who went up to a guy and was like, well, you know, like, I don't want to mess with you. I don't want to mess with your company. I'm an AEW guy. And I pulled him aside and I said, dude, you're insane. I was like, don't you ever say that? Like, like if someone's going to pay you money to be on television like as a wrestler like you're gonna go there like sorry like you know if you evolve or now evolve's gone if ring of honor calls you if impact wrestling called me or whatever like i will go there i'll fly there i would never tell a guy who works there like who he gets his bills paid playing a wrestler on television like i'm not gonna mess with your company but the fans imagine the fans like they go crazy like you know as if it's some vendetta like what is that like why can people just like both things you know or not watch it like you don't have to watch impact you know right but you know like i'm not gonna like get mad at people who do or like make up stuff that like this story like people were making up you know if, if that was the case like people were making up that wwe is telling them to change because they hate wwe you know what i mean or people who right. like celebrate when nxt loses in the ratings i don't get that like what is that it's it honestly you know i think for me it's the fan base that turned me away from aew and it was also the childish behavior that AEW started out with. Right. I, I so, know what you mean. So for me, like that actually turned me off. And like, you can, both these women will tell you that like, I have wished Brandy, I've wished Cody, I wish them all well. Like I said, I've met Cody and, you know, thanked him for his father. Um, because without, you know, the dream, I wouldn't have had a relationship with my grandmother. Like I'm a second born and she hated second born children, but WWE was the one thing that we, loved that's awesome so like you know dream i i thank charlotte for her dad i want to thank rick one day if i ever get the chance so it's like you know but it's the childish behavior it's like guys like brian alvarez and dave Meltzer who put these uns like you know these a million stars to matches that weren't that great and matches like that they that were excellent and like i've seen commentary from both sides all sides like you know roh guys saying how great that was like you know and like oh that was only like a three-star match and people are like but 
that match was better than that match and you gave that match like you know the the very the bias the biasness of like you know the fan base and the one thing that honestly turned me off was when Cody came out at dub was it double or nothing where he, where smashed, he smashed the throne yeah like yeah and <laughs> yeah that's like the first yeah, yeah so I'm like, like the first one yeah and for me it was like if it wasn't for Triple H your dad wouldn't have gotten the help that he needed at the time right so it's like you know I get it you're mad at Vince you're mad at all of them you want to start your own company well be your own company right like you want to be better than the WWE then act it be mature you're acting like spoiled 10 year olds like that's what I felt like at the time and they they feed off the fan base and right you know and I think the fans pick up on it and so that they choose sides you know yeah and for me like for me it's like always been like you know I don't care if you like AEW. I'll turn it on occasionally. I'll watch the YouTube channels. I won't watch it live because I watch NXT or I'll watch. Right now, I'm very into politics because with the election coming up. So sure. I'm, I'm watching a lot of Rachel Maddow, um, a lot of the shows. So I, I'm constantly watching something else. And But like I'll actually sit here with my phone on watching NXT and I'll be watching the news on something else on my TV mm-hmm. or I'll be playing, you know, COD or yeah, because I don't play Fortnite anymore. Nice. Um, so yeah, like, you know, it's just and it's just frustrating because I see these people ganging up on like, even on the WWE side, they're dicks. They're just, just, just dicks on all yeah, sides. They're both. They're they're on both sides. They're all crazy, being yeah. Really mean. yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, why can't you know Cody come out and say, guys, just fucking chill. You like WWE, that's fine. You like AEW, that's fine. Love what you love. It's wrestling. This is what my father fought for. This is what my father died for. This I is- feel like I feel like he like kind of goes these things like he'll do that and then he'll completely stir the pot right back. Yeah. Like he'll make a statement that like appears to like say exactly what you're like. So, OK, you know, and then just immediately stir the pot, you know. But like you, you mentioned guys like uh, like Meltzer and like Alvarez. Like I love Meltzer. Like I've, I've been an observer like subscriber for like since I was like 19. And I was actually on Brian Alvarez's show, uh, oh. and uh, <laughs> but but I do feel sometimes like I feel like this is what it is with those guys is like WWE I think used to give them pretty open access. I used to I, I feel like they were like Meltzer was pretty much able to talk to whoever he wanted, and it was like this like thing. And I feel like Alvarez maybe a little bit too. And I feel like when AEW happened, WWE asked them to choose sides and it pissed them off. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Like nobody ever told me that, but I feel like there's a little bit of an ax to grind on, on that end, you know, but yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like Cody does stir the pot and, you know, smashing a throne, um, you know, all that stuff. But uh, Eric Bischoff said, you know, controversy creates cash. cash. So maybe he's like trying to kind of like push in that direction. I don't know. I just don't I don't like people like buy like I mean I people can do whatever they want. But like I don't like the idea of like you know like I'm not going like if when when Brian Cage comes to the CCW training facility his doors are wide open like and when we have guys who are in South Florida and they want to come train whether they're in AEW, New Japan, WWE, whatever, they can come and hang out and they can be received with arms wide open. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's a should be with everybody. Especially with wrestling now like you know, we've kind of gone through like some weird yeah. wrestling times, you know, where like there's a lot of like exclusionary bullying, harassment, all that type of stuff. Right. Over the last like 
actually since wrestling <laughs> since I started wrestling, it's always been there, but like that are more out there, like you know, like there's a lot of that stuff. So now is the time where we should all be like, hey, if you're a wrestler here, a wrestler there, you should be accepted, you know. Exactly, yeah. Oh man. No, definitely. And it's like this is this is like this should be one of these times and everything that it all should come together as one, but unfortunately it's like still chaos in the social media. Okay, so you've mentioned it a couple of times and everything. So next event, October twenty fourth. Halloween, Halloween Hardcore Heaven. Hard- N- N- Halloween Hardcore Heaven, Nashville, Tennessee, eight o'clock. You can buy tickets at ccwrestlingfl.com. It's at Helios Granite. It's a great granite yard. It's wonderful. Uh, I happen to own it. Uh, and it's uh, a wonderful uh, facility there. Uh, social distancing. We're going to have food and beverage. Uh, uh, we have a, a one-day alcohol license. So you can come have a drink, enjoy food, and then watch Sabu and the Neckbreak Kid, Alex Ocean. About two months ago, Alex Ocean uh, in a hardcore match in New Jersey. New Jack got in the ring, and he proclaimed Alex Ocean the next big thing, the next best thing. And so um, – as soon as I saw that, the first thing I thought of is uh, who is the greatest hardcore wrestler of all time? And in my mind, that was Sabu. So when New Jack, who unfortunately um, no insurance in the world will cover you if you have New Jack on your show anymore. But as soon as New Jack explained that Alex Ocean is the next big thing, the first person I thought is the greatest hardcore wrestler of all time was Sabu. So let's make that match. So we made it uh, October 24th, um, which is wow, like, 14 days or 15 days away from or 13 days away from now uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. That's going to be awesome. Also some new show dates. We have um, November 28th in Fort Pierce, Florida at the American Legion. Uh, and we're going to have a, a card that's going to be awesome there too. But if you're in the Midwest, if you're within two hours, okay, drive to te- drive to Nashville for the night and watch Alex Ocean and Sabu. You also have Marina Tucker, the Regina Georgia professional wrestling, uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, Raw Underground uh, will be uh, defending her CCW women's title against Camille Brickhouse of the NWA. You'll have Bram who's there and you'll have a bunch of awesome matches. And obviously me, uh, there's this uh, Nashville DJ on 105.9 The Rock Battle who keeps on talking about my opponent as though he's uh, uh, the next best thing. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to show him, me and Fonz are going to show him. We're going to... Um, you know, we're going to destroy them, you know, possibly cripple them. And uh, you can see that live in person. Uh, and, you know, you're going to need a, uh, uh, you're going to need a plexiglass from the blood uh, on that match in particular. But so Yay! come CC wrestling, CC, yeah, CC wrestling, FL.com, go to the events page, buy the ticket uh, and come uh, October 24th. <laughs> you like that? Okay. That's, that's so- <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I was awesome. You can't you can't buy a better promotion than that. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so you're mainly based out of Florida, but it, and it's like you're going to Tennessee. You're going to yeah. National we're going we're going national actually now. We're going national. So the Southeast United States. Um, I'm really targeting New Orleans in the new year. I really love New Orleans. I love that city. Uh, I fell in love uh, with my girl in New Orleans. So I want to go back there once a year and why not put a show and bring some wrestlers and, and build New Orleans as well, at least a couple times a year, New Orleans, Nashville, and then uh, Myrtle beach, South Carolina um, is the other place uh, that I'm looking at. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be nationally. Yeah. Kayla, you're going to be there. Myrtle beach, South Carolina um, or Charleston. Maybe do a double shot. Charleston on Friday, Myrtle beach on Saturday. We'll do it. Um, <laughs> We'll do it at that. What is that? Tiger King's uh, that guy with the tigers in Myrtle Beach. 
that safari that we'll do it at the lion safari oh, who cares uh we'll do it somewhere but um uh we're gonna do um i'm looking at those areas so those shows are going to be coming really soon and then mostly the southeast united states but looking to grow and the reason we're looking to grow is to push our show currently on youtube alive wrestling tuesday night seven o'clock again it's like a easily digestible show like I think the problem with wrestling today is people think more is more. So it's like, hey, Raw is three hours. AEW is two hours. NXT is two hours. That's seven hours of like must-see. Oh, and then SmackDown, that's nine hours of must-see first-run um, you know, top wrestling. So it's like take 20 minutes and you learn the characters and you watch some cool stuff. And then you get some cool Ooh. clips of matches. And then you can come out and see uh, really like some of the best independent wrestling. Like we, we like to we like to sprinkle guys from – your past, you know, guys from the past, like Sabu, like Tommy Dreamer. Uh, we're going to have Tommy Dreamer and his wife, uh, Monique Dupree, um, in the new year. Uh, we have Sandman. We have an awesome show called um, CCW After Dark. Uh, and this is a plus 21 show. And it is no pins, only submissions um, or knockout or um, when they throw in the towel. So each person has a representative where they throw in the towel. So those are brutal matches. And we have a Sandman who's doing number one, um, CCW After Dark coming as well. So all those type of things, man, you go out and you have a great time. You have a, like a fun time and, you know, um, can enjoy yourself and watch professional wrestling, but also see like old stars spattered with like Alex Ocean, who should be in the WWE soon or AEW soon. Um, and you have guys that you've probably seen on AEW Dark and other, other shows like that, or guys who have you seen on Raw Underground. Um, who can kind of do, you know, we're doing the best that we can do. And you can see me and Fonzie, you know, the, the um, Brazilian uh, giant, the Brazilian destroyer, Benicius, uh, you know, I'm, I'm six foot one, 330 <laughs> pounds. I don't look it on this camera, but I'm a pretty, Ooh. I'm built pretty well. So you get to see guys like me, you know, like here, here's how I look for real. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, uh, you can kind of see me. And oh, wow. Enjoy. Oh wait, it's it's a it's an audio. I'm like trying to like sell tickets and stuff here. No, uh, uh, it's an audio. <laughs> I just showed a picture of me looking okay. all badass and stuff. But yeah, you get to see that type of stuff and and just up and comers, you know, guys who are going to be in NXT soon. Oh, we have a we have one of my best friends in the world, uh, uh, Ariel Levy, a Chilean wrestler who who will probably be starting in NXT sooner rather than later. He's going to be with us uh, in november december and probably january if he's not already signed by then so you have those guys that you get to see who are sharpening their toolbox before getting to the wwe or nxt or AEW or whatever that's that's incredible it seems like a lot of uh up-and-coming wrestlers and everything go through w and everything and then it's like they make their names there so much that they just get to the next step and so it's like it's a great platform that you guys are um building there well, we're three three hours away from Orlando, and we're four hours away from Jacksonville. So, like, what yeah. happens is like a guy lives in, let's say, the Greater Toronto area, right? Or he lives in mm-hmm. the Midwest, and he's really, really good in Ohio. What they do is they just move down. So they're going to wrestle here. They're going to wrestle their promotions in Orlando, and they're just going to be seen so that they can get where they're done. And so, like, a promotion like CCW, like, we're kind of known to have at least a relationship to send extras to send enhancement talent like we have nxt guys wwe guys coming and training with us we have aew guys coming and training at the facility so once that gets out then the guys come to us they come to us and they say like hey you know let me wrestle the show uh (laughs) and then guys like pablo marquez uh he has such an amazing connection to the south american market like gwe in panama obviously legends in mexico obviously wwc in um 
Puerto Rico. You have those type of mm-hmm. connections that open doors for those guys too. So like OT Fernandez, JC Navarro, like really great Puerto Rican wrestlers. They wrestle for CCW because they know they, they want to be at NXT. They don't want to wrestle in Puerto Rico forever. So that that's kind of right. our, our niche is like, we're, we're right there, you know? Oh, awesome. And hell, I mean, it's like, we just actually had an indie wrestler on last week who's in California right now. And he's actually looking to come east himself, too. Of course. Get out of California. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So YouTube's on YouTube's on uh, Tuesdays, October 24th uh, in Nashville. CCW's got a lot coming up. And I actually I just was on the website today and that CC dub shirt. I have to get it because that's freaking cool. Thank you so much. And and, and, uh, that Brazilian destroyer uh, shirt is coming as well. The greatest. I really, my, my girl's like, yeah, you sold a shirt today. I'm like, I think I know. Who. I think I know. Who. I really appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> Nelia, Nelia, thank you so much for coming on. Thank it you guys. Anytime, an anytime you on. guys are bored, if you guys are bored and you need like me to just talk smack for like 10 minutes, I know I don't stop talking. You can have me on anytime, please. Definitely. <laughs> hey, next, next time, next time you're in Houston. It's like, give me a call. It's like, definitely, we'll go to a show together. hundred percent. Let's do it. Let's do it. And also, like, uh, uh, if you guys need someone to argue about uh, current wrestling too, I love like, like, it's funny. Like, people will um, like, uh, I do a podcast called uh, Wrestling Rewind, Wrestling mm-hmm. Rewind Radio, and like, uh, uh, I literally only watch. I shouldn't say this. Sorry. Well, I I, I literally like watch wrestling, like current wrestling. Uh, so that I can talk about it. So if you let me know in advance, Hey, we're going to talk about this and you, you, I will literally actually watch professional wrestling and I will watch it and I will argue with it. So you need to call. I do watch the pay-per-view. So <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. It's like, you're part of the family. Right, good, good. Like and you, and we'll have, you guys, now, so we'll have like, you guys on. We have uh, CCW talks, which is our podcast, like our official podcast. It's like kind of kayfabe, kind of not kayfabe. And then uh, uh, Wrestling Rewind, I'll have you guys on, please. It's video, though, so I'll wear a mask and, uh, you know, my stuff. Yeah, uh, Jolie, we'll do Jolie get her eagle gear on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Start fights yes. again. But, but you, you know, have to, you'll have to, you'll have to wear like a, a triage thing because of Carson Wentz. Why does that guy always hurt? You just have to wear like a. Cast. Well, no, actually, right now, right now, it's <laughs> oh, not, it's not, it's, it's, it's not him that's hurt. It's everybody else. <laughs> it's everybody. The <laughs> Eagles always, always, always have injury issues. The Bears well, used to too. But here's the thing: like almost every team has been ransacked yeah. this year with injuries. Like no training camp. The training yeah, camp was short. That, that's was that's what that just fucked everything up. It's, it's it's really weird year. But if you're ever up in Philly, you know you know you. Uh, I am about- all the time actually. I'll 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 hit you up. I'm constantly in Philly because I'm well, in Lancaster, so I'm oh, cool. always there. Well, I I work at Stumpy's Middletown, so come see me. I work Thursdays. Oh, I'll be there. Yeah, Thursdays and Saturdays. You're, Bring your boys. You're gonna be you're gonna be kicking <laughs> me out at like one thirty. Because I'm <laughs> you're putting the claw. Oh, yeah. You'll be seeing me at Stumpy's putting the claw on. Okay? <laughs> putting the claw oh, on people hell. there. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh yeah, you're part of the family now. You're part of the family, man. Come back anytime. Come back on anytime. It's like it's been so great having you on. No, thank you guys so much. It's been so fun. All, All right. right, have a good one, man. You too. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Ciao ciao. Let me know oh. when it goes up. I'll uh, promote it and all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah, we yeah definitely. No, yeah, no. It's like um, it, it'll be up on Tuesday and everything. Definitely tag CCW and then the. And then, like I said, I'm gonna when I tweet it out, I'll uh, tweet the how uh, 
promo picture with it. Oh, I really appreciate it. And if you guys, oh, if no, you guys no, are no, around, no. if you guys are around any CCW shows, you guys come in for free. You just let me know, and then like uh, uh, we'll hit up beforehand or or whatever. And if you ever need any CCW wrestlers, like um, like Matt Stryker is really chill. If you guys want him, I'm trying to think guys who actually oh. like do stuff. Like the clones don't do anything. Like I've I've asked them to do the CCW podcast. And they're like, uh, no, bro, <laughs> we're good. Uh, but like Matt Stryker does anything. He does whatever. Cha Cha Charlie loves to do anything. So you guys just let me know. Uh, Marina too. Like she used to do stuff all the time, but now literally, I, I'm I was kind of serious. Like she literally is like her mind's like in NXT at this point. But like uh, anybody else, you let me know, and uh, they'll be on, and they're good people too. Yeah, well, we were All talking right, about definitely. this that about doing something like an indie spotlight. So yeah, we will definitely. Uh... Yeah, we have Will Will Austin who is really really good, and he needs to get a spotlight. Like he's so good, but he's not like good on the promotion aspects of it. Like he's a really good wrestler, like so good. And then like we have Cha Cha who's really good, but also like like you'll love him. Like he'll he'll have everybody captivated for an hour. So you just let me know who. Uh, obviously, Alex Ocean, uh, he's like the next big thing, and then. Botavian too. He's just, he's just like a body with no brain, you know, like really good body, like built like a tree. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, we I have tons of guys. You let me know. All right, all right. Yeah, Thanks. no, it's like I'll DM you. We'll go from there. Awesome. Thanks, guys, so much. Shirts coming. I really, really appreciate it. Right. When you all guys right. get merch, yeah, I'll, I'll then... rock your guys' merch. I'll rock. I'll rock. I'll rock the uh, podcast merch whenever you guys get it. Oh yeah. We're act- we are we're actually uh, finishing up some designs right now, and we're opening up a a small shop on PWTs. Love it. Yeah. So no, I'll definitely be in touch. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you, man. Have a good All night. Right, have a good one. Right, you guys too. too. Bye bye. All right. Bye. All right. So to wrap this up, because this has been quite an eventful show already, we've got to talk about the main story of the week. I'm gonna take us back to Monday night. Ali and MVP in the ring. They're wrestling. Her business, it looks like they're about to whoop up on Ali. Retribution comes in. Uh, it looked at first like Ali was going to join up with her business, take Retribution down. And lo and behold, swerve to the left. Ali is not only with Retribution, it looks like he's leading it now. One of those Holy shit moments if there was an audience. Kayla, no questions, just your thoughts. I actually kind of like it um, because it's kind of like a twist. It's like something that we never saw coming because um, at first we thought maybe Mace was the leader. Um, I don't you know, just different things basically have been thrown at us different ways. Um, and I think it's another curveball that we're going to start seeing random people show up because obviously retribution is not just who we thought they originally were. Mia, Dominic, Dion, Dio, sorry, but I didn't mean to say your name. Um, Shane Thorne, um, Unfortunately, we don't have Mercedes Martinez anymore, I saw. Um, but now that Ali's added to it, it kicks it up. Now I want to know who else is part of it, because I don't think Retribution is done. So, because um, there are still a lot of wrestlers out there that 
we think is part of retribution that has not been on TV, like Mojo Raleigh, by the way, where the heck are you, bud? Um, so with Ali becoming a leader, it kind of makes me, you know, think who else is going to pop up out of nowhere. Um, and it also kind of makes you wonder, like I told you all earlier, maybe Mojo is part of retribution because he wasn't eligible for the draft. Why not? So kind of makes you wonder, I mean, the guy just signed a five-year contract back in March or I wrote an article about it, but I don't remember. But anyway, something's going on with retribution and missing superstars that we don't know yet. So we finally got what we wanted, the unraveling of it a little bit. It's kill kicking some twist at us. Mm -hmm. So I'm basically just waiting to see what else retribution is coming at us. And also I really love the twist that they threw WWE like when they supposedly had the COVID breakout retribution may not have been there, but they still made their presence known. So it's like, they're there letting you know, we're still here. So WWE, come on, there was some more curveballs of retribution. You've already did it. Let's go. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, it looks like, I mean, it's like Mercedes herself not going to be part of it, but we know there's another member because I still see the name retaliation associated with it. So it's like someone's going to be put into the, into the retaliation spot who we do not know yet. And you see ever since Monday, um, Ali's been like tweeting out this, this and that, but it's like, the whole purpose behind it is coming clear because he tweeted out a picture, like a multi-picture with like him being close to money in the bank. But of course we know what happened with that. Dijakovic, him being laid out uh, from cross and Keith Lee just standing over him or like over him. Mia, when she got taken out before war games, Shane being one of MVP's lackeys. And so it's like the, it's like coming a little bit more clear and clear. That was actually Jolie. that was actually done by a fan, and he retweeted it. Oh, even but oh, oh, he retweeted. Yeah, yeah. It was like he's like you know like he made some comment. But so I was at work, and you know I was excited about the interview with um, Emilio. But I was like thinking when he said this, you know, we'll talk about this afterwards. I was like, um, he's the best choice. I was thinking about everybody on the roster. He is the best choice. Everybody thought he was the hacker. And I still think that this actually ties into the hacker. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it, this, see, this, the storyline goes back two years. This goes back to when Randy Orton took him out. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, who's still on Raw? Randy Orton. He, he's he's going to get his revenge on Randy. I can't wait for oh, that yeah. to happen. Um, and, you know... I'm ready for it. <laughs> we have heard that, yes, Mercedes Martinez is uh, most likely heading back to NXT, which kind of sucks because I would have honestly loved her to be a part of the storyline. But again, she could still pop up afterwards. It's, it's not a done deal because... Right. You never know because Retribution isn't just about Raw. It's about NXT too. And something that mm-hmm. T-Bar said, you guys are all dead to the, like the new class. <laughs> and it was just like, 
so what if maybe she's working NXT? We just don't see it yet. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of retribution that needs to be had at NXT level, too, as well. So it's definitely like, you know, like you said, you know, we've got the Shane Thorne, Dio, Mia, and I love the fact that they're all very interactive on social media. Oh, yeah. I love the fact that Mia has two social medias. Um, I, I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I just, when he stared down the two biggest dudes in the room, like, <laughs> I know this guy was a cop, but damn, like, I, I wouldn't even go up to those guys. And he, that's he, like balls and right then he, there. And then he turns around and he goes, get them. Like, fucking Batman. In a Batman voice. Like, what the... And, like, MVP just shits his pants. Bobby Lashley just shits his pants. I know, I loved it. They just, like, they're just... (laughs) Like, they're like... Um, I mean, and I will say this. I I was talking with somebody, and I was like, you know... I hated Bobby Lashley's storyline before. But now... I'm invested in Lashley's storyline. Like I am seriously invested in in the character. I think MVP coming back was probably the best thing. That's the three year deal, the best thing. And he's bringing up Cedric. Um, and you know, giving Sheldon a name before he possibly retires. Giving right. Bobby Lashley the, the 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 rub that he so deserves. And like Lashley said, Brock, if you're not chicken, Bobby's waiting for you in that ring. Oh, and, yeah. And you damn well know that's a money match. That is a main event quality caliber match. So, right. I mean, unless you're just waiting for Cormier to join, what, whichever one it is. <laughs> so, well, we're waiting but yeah, no, like even even like the reason why I brought up Brock is that Ali has a beef with Brock. Dio has a beef with mm-hmm. Brock. You've got Mia who has kind of a beef with her boyfriend. You have yeah. Dominic who has a beef with Keith. Like, you know. So yep. it's it's very, very interesting. And I'm trying to think, okay, well. We're going to talk more about this next week with the draft because of one of the tweets that got put out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A certain story that needs to be finished. No, I'm not talking about that one. I'm I'm, I'm talking about the the female. Oh, that one. The one that everyone's wanting to recruit. Yeah. Um, So this is this is definitely going to take on a life of its own. And for everybody saying, well, this storyline sucks. It's funny that um, Nelio brought up Bischoff because Bischoff went after T-Bar and T-Bar has been taking it right back to him. Of course. So it's it's just been, it's a very, very interesting tangled web that they're weaving. And I just can't wait to see where this goes. And, right, you know, at first I was like, well, this is kind of corny. They look like Bane rejects. But, like, the more that it went on, like, it's like, like all right. Now, now I want to see what the retribution is when it comes to the women's division. You know, Mia technically should still be in NXT because she has beef with Dakota. 
You know, I don't, yeah. I don't ever feel like that got completely squashed. She has no. beef with Candace. I don't feel like that's gotten completely squashed. So it's like, you know, now I'm, I'm tickled fucking pink that Mia is actually up on main roster. All right, let me on Raw. Because I see NXT, they, 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 there's developmental and then there's NXT. Mm-hmm. And then there's NXT developmental, which is like the middle ground. Like the people that they put on the house shows and when we go on trouble, they finally right. go back to traveling. So it's like, you know, I, so it's like, you know, there's like this happy medium. So it's like, you know, okay, well, what's going to happen with this? And the one person that I thought was going to join is not going to join now because she's out for a year. I thought Tegan would have been a perfect to put in retribution because of all of the uh, underhanded shit that's happened to her. Like, you know, Dakota wasn't the only one that got walked on. So did Tegan. And, you know, I kind of can't wait for Tegan to come back and beat the hell out of um, Candace. Mm -hmm. But I need to bring this up before we, we move off of this topic. It off of Tegan. When she got her first few Uh-oh. surgeries, they they talked about it. She talked about it. That's, all they all they said is that she's that's, all they said is she's gotten surgery. Something is not sitting right. Like she's pictures with her with her puppy. Like, you know, walking with the puppy. And it's like I honestly have felt that this is a work. If this is a word, because it's like, yeah, it, yeah, because it's like, if she would have been on the injury report right away, you would have seen something on social media from her, like she did before, from surgeries, like rehabs and stuff like that. NXT and WWE didn't really tweet about her injuries like a week or two later. Like with Ridge, Ridge got it like right away. Exactly. Uh, Finn got it right away. They tweeted out his X-ray. Carrion, damn it. Carrion got it right away. Mm-hmm. So it's like something's not sitting well. So it's like part of me is like, well, is she a part of retribution? Because the person who needs retaliation the most is her. It's yeah. her. So it's like, but yeah, no, like this is this is Ali when that happened, it was the holy shit moment. It was the <laughs> damn moment. And with the draft and what's coming on, it's like pieces are finally falling into place. <clears throat> Cause I don't think he's going to be drafted from raw because they already stated that retribution wasn't going to SmackDown. Um, right. <clears throat> but I mean, like, but like you said, Kayla, you know, there's people out there that should be a part of retribution like Mojo, like Chad Gable, mm-hmm. Mickey James, you know, they're out there posting that they're free agents. I think even Lindsay Dorado posted that he's a free agent. And even that would be considered, you know, he's got, you know, Grandma Talik has been taking, you know, more of Kalisto's side than he has been of Lindsay's. So there's yeah. so many twists and turns. It's like, mm, finally, Raw has something good going. <laughs> well, it, not that. I mean, it's got something great. It's got had something good. And I mean, but that's the SmackDown and I'm gonna need a lot more alcohol now for SmackDown. <laughs> My drinking intake for for Raw has lessened now. 
And now SmackDown's just like, oh shit, I am be fucking. Another one, please. <clears throat> ah. Oh, oh shit. Yes, again. Change the channel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, that next week's show is gonna be interesting as hell because we're gonna dive into all that. And hopefully, oh, we'll man. have a special guest for that entire episode. Yes, hopefully. Fingers crossed if everything still works out. Yep. <sighs> But let's leave it on this note. Um, Retribution storyline at first looked to be a little gimmicky, a little, some people say a little stupid, a little crazy and everything. Um, With the twists and turns this week that Mr. Mustafa Ali has uh, brought about, it's definitely brought in more intriguing aspect to Monday Night Raw. And even though we will dive into this more next week and everything, he definitely has his eyes set on certain people. We know, like, of course. But one that he definitely tweeted out is, of course, he's eyeing a former WWE champion. Kofi. We all know it's Kofi. (laughs) Like I said, we'll dig it. But yeah, like, that's, that's like, when that happened... I didn't even go to Kofi first, to be perfectly honest. Like, they're not going to break him. Well, we'll talk about that, but it's like, no, he's going to go after fucking Randy. Because he he has such a beef with Randy. More so than with Kofi, personally. In my my opinion, because he's the one that injured him and took him out of that match. So it's like, you know, if anybody deserves fucking retribution, it's Ali on Randy. Yeah, it's like, Oh, it's like you got that aspect. And then, of course, it's like the story that was never finished with him and Kofi and everything. There's just so much more to go. And Monday Night Raw is going to be the hot spot to see what's going on with Retribution and everything. So, Which, which is, you know lady. what? It, it, it needed to happen, and I'm glad they're pulling the trigger on this. And To be right. continued. Yes, and of course, it's like I was prepared for tonight uh, even though it's an audio podcast and everything but i was prepared to have my new ollie shirt on and everything so it's like ah more to come folks more to come okay this has been a hell of a show and everything thanks again nelio for coming on that's all we have for this episode of the queen's takeover thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues y'all have a good one